0: Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back.
1: We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Loghead's Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. We would like to thank our friends at premium bar products for sponsoring this episode if you're ready to step up your game at your home bar check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo and there's no minimum order so after the episode head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer now let's get on with the show Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are once again at Jep the Bin Farm. That's
2: right. We're out here in the country. But we are not alone. No, we got a whole uh, bunch of our roadies from Facebook. They uh, magically just popped up in here tonight. Just knocked on your door and said, we want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I think we put out a right around a 50 to 100 bottles for them to taste on. Put a spread on for them. We're going to do a little blind challenge tonight. It's good to be a roadie.
1: Yeah. So blind bottle challenge. We do this. uh, We've done a couple of them now, but we did one for the New Year's last year. It just seemed like a really good thing.
2: Yeah, I think it's always a good thing to get everybody together in the year with. Talk about our whiskeys of the year, our craft distillery of the year. Um, Kind of thank our roadies. Thank everybody for supporting the podcast, but also uh, get to drink some good whiskey. All right. So we've got... Uh, two guests on with us tonight. Yeah, we got the uh, funny man Rob Carter from Shelbyville, Kentucky. He's really from Baghdad, Kentucky. I don't know—is that Baghdad, yes, Iraq, or is it? Yeah,
0: no, that's Kentucky? right here,
2: Central Kentucky, Shelby County, Baghdad. And then we got Jordan Riley. He's over there across the Ohio River and over in Indiana.
0: <laughs> yeah, about twenty minutes across the bridge into Southern Indiana, so just outside of Bourbon Country. So what's the, what's the town you're from? Charlestown. Charlestown. So mm-hmm. you're representing Southern Indiana and Charlestown. That's right. But you
1: but you, you drink a lot of Louisville bourbon, oh, a lot of absolutely. Kentucky bourbon. Absolutely. A little bit of Indiana bourbon. A
0: little bit. Yeah. A yeah, little
1: bit. All right. So tonight, guys, we've got uh, four bottles. Mike has sort of put together a nice um, scoring sheet for us, and he'll go over that. Uh, but we each brought a bottle. Each one of us knows what our bottle is that we brought, but we don't know what anybody else brought. But the rule is that they had to be
2: cask strength. Right. So, so, did you bring a cask strength?
3: I, yes, I sure did.
2: I did. Okay. Well, is it high proof? Eighty four. Eighty four octane. eighty <laughs> four percent. It's from eighty four percent from 1984. from eight. Nineteen eighty. So yeah, we'll, we'll do a uh, um, one through four. First two pours in the first half, uh, second two pours in the second half. We actually got Jordan Walbridge. He's going to actually pour them for us. He knows what we have out there, Um, and hopefully he thinks they are four good bourbons. Oh,
3: there's some good ones in there for
2: sure. So uh, I think this is going to be fun. So we're going to do aroma or nose, taste, and finish. Um, You'll score each bourbon, one through ten on those right there. We'll we'll add up the total score at the end of every – at the first half will add up the first two and then the second half will add up the second two and then we'll uh, see who wins which is going to be mine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a big prize right <laughs> we do have a prize so we had Greg Robinson uh, a roadie he actually made uh, people seen it on our website they've seen it on our uh, Instagram and Facebook it's a stave that has the bourbon road cut out of a piece of plate steel screwed mm-hmm. onto there super nice super beautiful Greg made that for us um, I don't think it gets much better. And then we got some gifts to give away to the roadies in the room tonight. So we're going to do that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Jordan, Rob, Mike, should we get right, right to the whiskey? Let's do Let's it. Let's get
3: to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> so we've got bottle number one here. A lot of brown sugar and cinnamon on that nose. i agree with you on that.
1: A little bit of fruit coming through. The oak is playing a big part.
2: That's a, it's a beautiful nose on here. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. A little bit of dried fruit. A little, a little bit, bit of dried cherries.
2: Dark cherries. Yep. what you get over there? Funny man.
4: <laughs> I, I caught that cinnamon brown sugar. That was, that's pretty good.
2: So I, this has got some butterscotch in there. Um, that maple syrupy on there, on that nose. Yeah, beautiful. I'm actually getting, like,
1: walnuts. A little bit of Rick House. I'm getting that Rick House. <laughs> that. That's a that's a, got a little bit of proof to it, I think. A little bit of proof.
0: Yeah, the more the more I kind of swirl it and sniff it a little more, it's that proof's definitely coming through on that. Now, I would expect all these whiskeys to be
1: a little dark tonight because they are cask strength. This one's uh, a dark amber. Um, it's definitely sticking to the glass.
0: Oh, yeah, it's as we say, it's got some legs on her.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) should we dive in and take a
3: taste? Let's taste this thing. All right, cheers! Cheers, that's got a burst of flavor to it. It does, very rich.
1: A lot of caramel up front. It is a little hot, but you would expect that out of a probably 120 plus proof on this. What do you think, Mike? It's hot. <laughs> it's, it's
3: got some
0: heat to it. That uh, that, that dry God. fruit really kind of comes through on the palate for me, too. Yeah. That's what that I carries call over. It, yep.
2: Definitely. That's like me coming up and giving you a big bear hug right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Punch you right in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> they call it a Kentucky hug
2: or a Kentucky mm-hmm.
0: Boa constrictor, right? That's, oh yeah, it's it's hugging pretty tight
2: still got that sweetness when it first hits your tongue, mm-hmm. uh, that caramel, sugary taste. Not so much butterscotch, but just that, just some, you ever had sugar in a raw? You ever stuck yeah. your finger and tasted it? That's what I'm getting on this right here. Um, and then that spice, just super spicy on this right here on the, just when it first hits the tongue. not That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, I think.
4: <laughs> that's That's something I'm starting to appreciate, that peppery spice. I like that.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a bit of spice to this. I
1: think when you go back to the nose, if you go back to the nose on it, it just reinforces about it. There's such a, they're so linked, you know, they're so together. It's just uh, a very nice, um, and there's kind of a lot going on there, I think. Like, as, as you sit there, the finish does stick with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But as you sit there and you just analyze it, you start to notice other things, like a little bit of tobacco coming out on the back end for me now. Right, I
0: got the tobacco leaf in there. Yeah, but like you said, it's a lot going on. Where you want to say, like, well, the fruit's coming in more. Well, then, then the proof comes in more. It's kind of just you don't know which one's kind of taking prominence over the other one.
2: What I'm not getting on this is a whole lot of oak, though. You know, you don't get that oakiness out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of complexity in there, but just not the oak I would expect it with this dark color.
1: Yeah, it's there, but it's not. Uh, it's not taken over by by any means.
2: That's
1: a beautiful whiskey.
0: Well, that is really good. I could, I could sip on this no problem. So, Jim, what do you think the age on that would be?
1: Uh, if I had to guess the age on this one, I would put it six to eight, maybe. I mean, it could push a little bit higher, but the oak, you know, the oak is not overpowering on it. So um, I would say probably right around eight years. I
2: think the proof on this is probably around 114.
0: I'd put the proof right there, kind of the mid, mid-teen range right there with you.
1: I kind of already let the cat out of the bag on mine. I already said it was probably north of 120. But
2: so, you think this is a weed or a rye?
0: The way those on the palate, where it just comes in real strong with that spice, I'd say it's more of a high rye mash bill.
2: What about you, Rob? Man,
4: I'm not sure. You I think, got, I, got think got he's falling, on this I think he's falling in love. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I just sucked it all down, man. <laughs> Can we start over?
2: <laughs> so Rob, how did you you know you you're the you told everybody you're the oldest guy here tonight. Elder statesman. Elder statesman. Is that a qu- kind way to say that? I think so. Right. Elder yeah. statesman. <laughs> how long have you been drinking bourbon? Hmm. Not long.
4: Maybe um 10 years, probably 10 years. And I didn't get uh, serious about and start really appreciating the actual flavors until maybe the last five. And, um, and, and you know, crazy as it sounds, being a runner, um, I decided bourbon was my diet drink of choice. Sounds, I get that. <laughs> sounds crazy, but I didn't have to drink a 12-pack of beer. I didn't have to, you know, drink a Coke with something. I didn't have to put, you know, fruit juice with something. I started drinking, um, you know, bourbon on the rocks and a little bit of bourbon with water and then down to bourbon neat. Now I am now I enjoy it neat and I can taste all these flavors and, and now, spices. And now you're moving up
1: the, the proof scale. Exactly,
4: right? exactly. As I've gotten older, especially I-
1: By the time you hit 70, 80, you'll be at
4: hazmat. I know, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) White dog. (laughs) Now,
0: Jordan, what about
2: you? How long you been drinking bourbon?
0: Probably a good, I'd say seven or eight years, uh, starting off just kind of like bourbon and Coke. You know, like a lot of people start off and um, really only enjoying like the true flavors and exploring more of just the, more than just the bourbon and Coke world, probably the last year two years maybe. So not, not too long actually diving into it. So how
1: many bourbons do you have on your bar? Just curious.
0: Uh, Probably about 35, 36. So decent little starting collection. Mostly Kentucky bourbons for you or? Uh, Mostly. I've got a few Texas, a couple from uh, Washington. So, but it's getting, I'm always trying to broaden my horizons. So.
2: What about you, Rob?
0: Well, um, you know, I sort of had a
4: little goal when I turned 60, to have 60 bottles of bourbon on my bar. And uh, I hit that, and then my buddies all brought in bourbon. Ended up the night, before the night was over, I had 80. And then um, over the last little bit, I've you know added to that, and now I'm, I like to think I'm up to maybe 110 or so, 110, 120. And, um, and I chose I've made a conscious decision to promote Kentucky bourbons, and and I only purchase Kentucky bourbons.
1: Even though we all understand that bourbon can be made,
4: yeah, absolutely. in all fifty states, absolutely. absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to be a proponent of uh, Kentucky. And, and you know, look, I could drink scotch, I could drink a lot of different things, and all those are great products. No, I have no qualms against them. I just made a conscious choice. You know, love. Shelbyville, love Kentucky, love bourbon, you know, just what I chose to
2: do. So I know when I'm coming to your house from now on, I'm going to bring something other than Kentucky then. (laughs) (laughs) FYI, I'll drink it. (laughs) That's that's what I like to say. Free bourbon's the best bourbon. No bottle left
4: behind. No Exactly. (laughs) But if your
1: money's going to be spent, you're going to spend it in Kentucky. Yeah, for the most part. There you go.
4: I got a few, you know, pieces out there, but uh, yeah. Exactly.
2: So, Jim, we—it's uh, been a hell of a year for us, right? It has been. We've, a hell of a year. we've had to kind of fight through this year with COVID, and um, it's just been rough getting out on the road, um, trying to go to distilleries. Some of them are closed, or they don't want to have anybody into the distillery for podcasts and stuff. We have to be really creative, uh, get online, which we didn't do before. Um, had some learning curves there and stuff. But what was our? What would you say our bourbon of the year was? So,
1: every year, we like to sit down and talk about what what was our favorite bourbon. It had to be something that was on the show. Yeah. It had to be something that uh, we both thought very highly of. But most importantly, it has to be something that you and I both agree on. And that's hard. Yeah, you have two different people doing something. We're about as polar opposite as you can get with yeah. palates. Yeah. So, you're the weeded king of Kentucky. You like that soft, sweet up front flavor. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the rye guy. I kinda like that, that spicy finish, that 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 pow on the back of the palate. But we do come together. Last year we came together and we chose Old Forster's nineteen ten.
2: Yeah, which well, a beautiful uh double oaked bourbon. A lot of people don't know what it. it's even double oaked, um, but it is. Um it was a beautiful expression. But this year's This year the Weed of King, Kentucky has won out.
1: <laughs> So we picked uh,
2: Maker's Mark 46 Cast Strength is our whiskey of the year, bourbon of the year. Um, I got to say Maker's Mark did a great job. 46 was already pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, But to kind of mark the 10th anniversary of that, they put it in Cast Strength, and it was just a special bottle.
1: Which was the right choice. It was absolutely the right choice. I mean, it was amazing the difference in that, and that and, you know, Makers 46, like you said, was a good move by Makers Mark to start with. Oh, yeah. Because the flavors that they get out of that uh, that that experiment that they've done are just tremendous. And then they they bumped it up to half strength and it was just phenomenal. Really good. So, yeah, it was something that you and I could agree on.
2: And, uh, yeah, you know, I love my weeded bourbon. Um, I'm already on my second bottle of that since it's come out. And every time I go in a store and I see a bottle, I want to reach for it and buy another bottle. But I got to tell myself, hey, slow down there, hero. Um, we want to try some other stuff. Have either one of you guys had uh, 46 cast strength?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mm-hmm. so yeah. What do
2: you guys think about it?
0: Yeah. yeah, it was
2: good stuff. Did we make a good selection there?
0: Abs- absolutely. Yeah. I bought a bottle of it back in uh, November for a Christmas bottle exchange that me and a few friends did. And it was the hardest decision not to <laughs> open that and keep it for myself and try to find something else for them. So
2: Now, has any of the roadies in the uh, room, have any of you guys had the Maker's Mark 46 cast strength? Well, I got some left up there in that bottle. We'll break it out here after we're done, and we'll finish that bottle off. We'll do a cheers to the end of the year for us. Sounds All right. good.
1: So later in the show, we're going to talk about uh, what was our craft distillery of the year. And this is not necessarily a particular expression, but this is a distillery
2: as a whole, right? Yeah. So we added uh, our review this year. And to pay homage to that, we're on the second half. We'll talk about craft distilleries um, and why they're so special to us. And uh, we'll name our craft distillery of the year. And it was, it was close. Yeah. It was we, close. We had a tough time deciding. In fact,
1: we just came to our decision tonight. So, guys, um, we everybody got their notes on this bourbon here? Yep. All right. Got your numbers? Scores are down? All right. We're ready to move on here. Let's uh, let's get to bourbon number two. So, guys, we have bottle number two in our glass right now. And I'll be honest with you, this one's a, looking to me like about the same, maybe just a hair lighter than the, than the yeah, last just, one. Just a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I'm drinking out of a
2: coasty glass here, Mike. <laughs> yep. Go Coast Guard. I don't have any Army glasses. Otherwise, I'll tell you go army beat navy (laughs) (laughs) give me
1: a navy glass you guys stole the anchors from the navy though we were first (laughs) listen
0: to them
2: (laughs) or actually they disbanded the navy do you know that do they and so the coast guard is really the oldest seagoing service yeah do you know that rob uh, Were you around when they disbanded about, the Navy? Yeah, I remember that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> distinctly.
2: Yeah, that was, yeah, it was about seven. <laughs>
4: yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't know about the disbanding.
2: Yeah, they disbanded the Navy because uh, they didn't want to fund the Navy. Um, uh, so they disbanded them, um, and then they started back up.
4: Yeah, okay.
2: I like to tell people that, you know, just to let them know who's older. We're the professional Mariners. Yeah. <laughs> You never hear a Coastie getting rescued by some Navy guys, but you hear all kinds of Navy guys getting rescued by Coast Guard men. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole bunch of other jokes, but we're a clean podcast. So. We're, we're going to move on here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, clean it up. Clean it up. So the nose on this, what do you get on this nose?
1: Somebody go first because I'm just now getting to it. I was I, defending the Navy over I here. I
2: did a – this is super light on the nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get yep. a whole lot on it. A little bit of floral
0: notes on there. Oh, maybe my a gosh. A little bit of honeysuckle. Damn it.
4: I should have gone first. A little bit of honeysuckle. <laughs> mm. That's exactly what I was going to say.
0: Yeah, very sweet. I can't Which tell is, if it's a sweet just in the mash bill or if it's a, like a finished a finished cash drink.
1: Yeah, it's definitely lighter on the nose than the last one. It's uh, got a little bit less, a little bit less, quite a bit less spice on it, I think. The fruits there. Little bit lighter this time. It's got a nice floral note. I don't know about honeysuckle. I'm I'm not real good f- with flowers. I can't.
0: Yeah. I get some type like you said, some type of floral note, I but get, I can't narrow it down. It's to, a flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. But <laughs> but have you ever walked it was walked just fresh.
2: A, well that might be a hint to you guys to buy your ladies more flowers. Go, to the, go.
3: <laughs> stop you buying go. your flowers
2: at Kroger's mm-hmm. and go to like a traditional flower shop. Yeah. Um and buy your buy your honey some or your man, uh I found out tonight Jordan is engaged to Jordan. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute.
4: In all, in all fairness, it wasn't this Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's not this Jordan. Well he put his arm around him. And armor- it wasn't this Jordan, it was Jordan's
2: Jordan. Was, but he, yes, right. he no, put was- <laughs> his arm around him, so I just thought, you know, I don't I don't know what I was thinking. They've got close and they're drinking it's, out of the same whiskey glass. Okay.
0: Get that hand well, off here now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, with a with a better florist, my mom used to work at the oh. Kroger's. So I, that'd be blast for me to go into a florist in my, in my house. Oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> well, heck, also. let's get let's get to the tasting on this. let it. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Got a little bit of proof to it. A little bit of proof. That sweetness really carries over for me. Now, is the sweetness
1: up front or is it in the back? Oh, up front. Up front. Absolutely. It's, it's all up front. Is it kind of soft?
0: Uh, yeah. I'm not like, I mean, it is, but then that proof comes through right, right as soon as that hits it. So it's, yeah. it's a good balance.
1: Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of nuttiness on it. It's, the sweetness is up front, it's a little soft. Little bitterness on the sides, not much. Drying effect on the sides, more more than a bitterness, more of a drying effect on the side. Right,
0: I wouldn't say bitter, but I definitely that little that drying effect. But it's
1: almost like, like an almond. I could get, get that right there. Yeah. It's yeah, like a, if it. you're, you ever tasted like you're used almond extract when you're cooking, mm-hmm. and you get that, you know, you get a little too much in something. I've done it before. Put a little too much almond extract.
2: You know, my mother in law, she the other night she called me up. She's like, I was like, What are you doing? She's like, Well, I'm cooking mashed potatoes. And she's like, Let me tell you what I did. She's like, I went to put a little nutmeg in my mashed potatoes. I never heard anybody put nutmeg in mashed no, potatoes. Never heard before. But I guess the cap wasn't on there. So the whole thing <laughs> dumped into there of <laughs> nutmeg. Um, which is funny because one time she cooked the ham with a brown paper underneath it. Oh. Um, and I've never let her live that down. Um, but she, she ate the mashed potatoes anyway. She said, it's not bad. Um, but I don't know if I could have did it.
1: Yeah, you know, we talked about when you need to know when to pour something out. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, a, not a bottle of bourbon. I'm talking about if you're making beer or you're making bourbon or you're making wine and you're a manufacturer and something doesn't quite turn out right. You got to know when to pour it out rather than serve it.
0: Right. And try to, try to save something. Your mom doesn't
2: know that. Well, that's my mother-in-law. <laughs> mother-in-law. <laughs> I wouldn't say that about my mother. She, she only cooks fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. Texas style. <laughs> Texas style.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, this is a good one. I like it a lot. It's, oh, yeah. uh But it's still got that. I mean, it's getting me with that nutty kind of almond flavor
0: there. So it's coming through a lot more now after I've had a couple...
3: Yeah, a
1: mm. couple
0: good drinks of it.
1: Sometimes really? when I get that, I want to call out the distillery, but I'm not going to do it.
2: <laughs> Real light on the um, pepper on this, not mm-hmm. a whole bunch of hug on this one at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd I say this is like a white pepper, you know. It just hits the tip of your tongue a little bit. Right, just that little hint. Um, but not a whole lot. And Jordan over here, he knows what, what this is. I'm hoping this is not what I brought right here.
4: <laughs> I'm sort of hoping. These. I'm ashamed of myself. But <laughs> well, you, guys, ought to, you ought to be embarrassed. <laughs> the blinds are the great
1: equalizer. You absolutely can bring your own bottle to a blind, having drank it a day before, mm. bring it to a blind challenge, mm-hmm. go into the blind challenge, taste it, not recognize your own bourbon, and score it low. Oh, yeah, it's hap- it happens all the oh, time. It's happened to me, <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. that's the great thing about blinds, they are the great equalizer.
2: So, I'd say this is around 107 proof. It's not a high, super high proof cast strength right here. Um, probably a three year old on my books. It's got a medium finish on it. As far as a cast strength goes, this is a little bit of a letdown for me. Um, I would expect a little bit more uh, complexity out of this. Um, mm-hmm. it is what you would think of a bourbon, though, you know, right? Yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. nobody brought a rye tonight, <laughs> like a rye whiskey. Because that's happened to us before, right, Jim? Somebody brought a rye whiskey one time. They have brought a rye. Right. Yeah. That was, was that in last year's? No, no, that wasn't. No, last. that was uh, the show I first came on was with Brian Hyatt, and he brought, I think it was Old Overholt. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. that. Bottle and Bond, which if you haven't had that, that's a great bottle, bottom shelf for to buy. Um, great price on it. Um, I would suggest people go out there and get that. Yeah, I'll
0: check that out. I haven't haven't tried that one yet.
2: Hold over, very
1: old, very legendary brand. Been around a lot of years. Bottled and
2: Bond? Yeah. I mean, how can you beat that, right? Right, can't go wrong with that. um, 100 proof, not a bad whiskey at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is is a good sipper. I would uh, be happy to have this one in my glass anytime, sitting on a back porch. This is a porch whiskey right here. No doubt about it. Back porch sipping. Back porch <laughs> sipping.
2: That's a t-shirt idea, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Write that down.
1: For me, you know, I think, I think the the nose is the winner on this one more than the palate. Uh, the finish is uh, medium, but the but the nose is kind of the winner as far as the three scoring points for me on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that because I really do enjoy the palate, but. Uh, like mike said for uh for a cast strength you would kind of expect a little bit more in there
2: well as it's sitting in the glass a little bit and it's opened up a little bit more i took another sip um you know i won't take back what i said but okay. it's it's gaining a little confidence for me um you know not a not a bad whiskey you know? no 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 but uh that first one Ooh. now
1: or now, <laughs> that's
0: me daughter <laughs>
1: mm. now you know most i would imagine that most of these cast-strength whiskeys are not chill-filtered. Would you say that's probably true?
0: I agree with you on that. Do you think
1: that most of the craft distilleries are now moving in that direction?
2: I think they are, because that equipment is super expensive, right? If you go into... uh, Me and you went over and visited Mictors. And we went into their chill filtering process and stuff how much money did they have tied up in that one room
1: i mean that's a big deal the way they do it i mean yeah. they do it a little differently than other people and uh yeah that's
2: that's a lot of work i'd yeah. say there was millions of dollars in that room by itself how they had it set up right um and this is most people don't get to see the place me and jim went into um we're back in their Shively uh, facility their distillery the real distillery and uh they're they're Finishing room, I guess you would call it.
1: Yeah, where they pour the bottling where they put it in the settling tanks and they bottle it. in the it's about the size of my gauging, house. <laughs> they call them gauging tanks, right? Yeah. Okay. So filtering, I guess there's a different kinds of filtering. You know, um, obviously when you pour whiskey out of a barrel that is charred on the inside, one of the things you can certainly expect to get is chunks of charcoal. In the whiskey as it's poured. So I think regardless of whether or not a whiskey is uh, chill filtered or not it's probably always filtered through a mechanical filter to
0: remove the chunks. Right. Just getting the big chunks out of there. Get the
1: big chunks out. The big chunks out. <clears throat> but chill filtering on the other hand is designed to remove the fatty oils the the, the fatty acids. Those things that uh, tend <clears throat> to come out of solution when the whiskey gets cold to make it cloudy. Bartenders don't like that. You know, whiskey manufacturers don't like that. They don't want their bottles to get chilled and turn cloudy. They think people won't buy it. Right. So Hmm. they filter it. But above 94 proof, that does not happen. And we're all drinking high proof whiskey tonight. So I think there's probably a pretty good chance we're drinking unfiltered, unchill filtered whiskey. What do you think?
0: I'd say so. All
2: right. So, Jim, I say let's give away something right now. Let's 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 see if these roadies in here are paying attention. So, I have a Buffalo Trace store picked, given to us by James, the owner of Paradise Spirits and Wine here in Shelbyville, Kentucky. He's off exit 35. You can't miss him. He's right off the exit. So, if you're traveling down the Bourbon Road, um, you're visiting Bullet. Going from Lexington over to Louisville, stop at X35C James. Uh, he will hook you up. He's a great guy, and he's veteran-owned and operated. How much more can you love that?
1: I mean, he's about as central on the bourbon trail as you can get.
2: Yeah. And yep. a great guy. Yeah. So my question for everybody in here. roadies, is you paying attention? I can't hear you. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's hear it.
3: <laughs>
2: so. Buffalo Trace. Why is it called Buffalo Trace? That's easy, right? Who can tell me? First person tell me, you're going to get that bottle. There we go. So it is actually the trace. uh, Buffalo Trace was actually a giant pathway Mm -hmm. um, through central Kentucky and stuff. And they said it looked like an interstate where the buffalo would just trample the grounds down and stuff. Um, and you could follow that. And made it easier for hunters to follow that. Um, and somebody said, well, there's a river right there. Mm. They've traveled us down. I probably can plant me some corn here. I will have to chop no trees down. I'm just going to build myself a distillery." Right so is, on that, is
1: that where the buffalo cross the river at?
2: I don't know. That, the banks there are pretty steep. Yeah. But I could imagine they would. Well, <laughs> buffalo can swim, right? I would imagine they could. A cow can swim. A cow, a cow can swim. Yeah. A horse can swim. Yeah. Yeah. Can big cheese swim? Hell yeah. I'm a Coast Guard. <laughs> you can float. Swim like a killer whale. <laughs> All right, guys. So who was that that won that bottle right there? Ralph Burgess, one of our roadies, Woo-hoo. answered up. He got himself a store pick from James. I think that's pretty awesome. A lot of people love those Buffalo Trace store picks. If you're out there, you see one of them, don't shy away from it. Grab that bottle. All
1: right. Congratulations. Mm. Thank you, James, so much for the gift. We appreciate it. And uh, our roadies appreciate it for sure. All right, guys. Any last words on this one here?
4: It was a good one. It was was just smooth, a little smoother than the first, which I'm not sure I actually like. You know, I like it hot.
1: You're like me. You like it hot. You like like it it spicy. You like it to disrupt your... Yep your palate a little bit, <laughs> your digestive system.
3: There you go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, would, it would depend on, the t- I guess, the time of year and just the the mood that I'm yeah, in, whether I prefer go. something a little more smoother like this one or with a little bit more heat and kick to it. Yeah, I, could, I could drink this one all day. and wouldn't need a pralisec. Mm, there, there you go. You go.
4: <laughs> hey, uh, back to Paradise. Don't forget Chris, Brother Chris, also a veteran, Dad, Tommy. Also a veteran.
2: Yeah, you can't beat that family, Those, right? I
4: mean, and local. Come on, shop local.
2: Yeah. Well, on the second half, we're going to come back. We're going to drink two other, other two bourbons that people brought, and then we're going to name our craft distillery of the year, and we'll finish up. So uh, stay tuned in. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.
1: I'd like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled wood crafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Loghead's Home Center. All right, everybody, we are back. This is the Bourbon Road, and we're having our blind bottle share of 2020. It's almost New Year's. We've got a couple of great
2: guys here with us. Somebody's going to win tonight. So I think I already feel like a winner. I, th- I could hear it in your voice that you've already won, Jim. You can. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, You know, I already sniffed. We got number three in the glass right now. I already took a quick sniff of it. You put it. your sniffer in there? It's already a good one. So we've had three really good bourbons so
2: far. I haven't even tasted this one yet. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with these cast drinks uh, if you... Uh, if you're sleeping on cast strength whiskeys, it's not your thing. I say go out there, get yourself a cast strength whiskey. You know you shouldn't pay over sixty-six to hundred bucks for it. If you're paying over a hundred bucks for the cast strength, you know I'm not saying you're overpaying, but you get somewhere in that sixty-dollar yeah. to a hundred-dollar range.
1: Yeah, some people say the rule is ten dollars per per point of per ten point of proof or something like that. What is it like? Something Sykes. along those lines. Like a, yeah, I 120 exactly, proof is $120. I don't believe yeah, that. Yeah, I don't believe in that at it all. It doesn't have to be that way, no, right? not at all. Well, so uh, Rob and, and Jordan, we've got number three in the glass here. I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing another one that's kind of similar to number three in color. Number two? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Number, two. Number,
1: number, number two. I'm sorry. <laughs> number one. Number three <laughs> is similar to number two in color.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Could be a tad darker, but... But yeah, definitely similar. When he
1: brought it out in that
2: glass, it looked like black coffee. But It did. <laughs> it was
4: very dark.
2: <laughs> nah, it's just those glasses. Now, Rob, why is your glass filled up so much?
4: Well, you know, um, I don't know how that happens. Probably... Ice, the ice in it makes it look that way. <laughs> I think it's because you got a tinier glass. <laughs> no, I could. He's, he's got I, a, could he, I, do, I do have a tinier He's glass. got what's
2: called a copita. 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 Is that what that glass is called? It's, it's called a copita. a copita. Now, where's that glass from? Does it have a name on there? It does. This <laughs> is
4: from Leaper's Fork Distillery, the, an awesome place.
2: Yeah, they got a dog run cabin down there. Some of my favorite guys. You got Forrest Gump down there. You got Lee Kennedy. You got April a Weller Cantrell. It's not with an S. It's not Weller's. It's Weller. Weller. Um, a lot of people make that mistake, right, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. Um, great team down there. One of my favorite distilleries of all time. Um, they didn't make the cut this year because uh, they had a labeling problem and they weren't able to release their bottled bond until late. Um, but we're going to get to those craft distilleries here in a minute. Let's get to this thing.
4: How's that nose wow. on this
0: thing? Yeah, I'm
4: I'm liking it right off the bat. Yeah, number 3. What do you think, Jordan?
0: So it's got the and I hate to say it cuz I don't mean any disrespect by it, but it's got kind of like what I would call a, almost like a varnish note to it, which I've smelled before and it always it's always on a a bourbon or a rye that tastes amazing, but it's just on the first smell. Like it's just a very very strong And once again, I hate to say, almost like a chemical smell. That that's—I don't mean that in any disrespect, but medicinal. Maybe, yeah, maybe that'd be a better word for it. Is medicinal? There you go.
1: Chemical is kind of a broad term. Medicinal is kind of like, yeah, it's got that antiseptic kind of smell to it.
4: Which medicinal puts this in a whole new category? I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see where you're going with it, and I'm liking it.
2: It's a cure for something, right? Right. The there cure for COVID. I didn't get COVID yet, so I, I it must be the I, bourbon. I, hey,
4: I've been I, I've been saying that from day one. <laughs> right.
2: now, now, listeners, as you can hear, our roadies have loosened up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually yeah. broke out another bottle of my Infinity weeded bottle, and uh, it's now half empty. Um, there's a lot of smiles. We done lost some people though. They couldn't hang with the true whiskey drinkers. La <laughs> Hannah, the half of the bourbon and Barstool, she she quit on us. Yeah, I didn't expect it.
1: But Mike, they were they were circling the charcuterie board there for a while,
2: and then all of a sudden they dove in. They dove in. They did. They, they're tearing it up over there now. Um, got a little whiskey in their belly. Get a little uh, that that uh, redneck prosciutto, as Steve Coombs likes to call it. That ham, that Kentucky ham. Um, hmm. This is a a very complex bourbon. I think um, caramel butterscotch on it. I get a little sugar, smack them cereal on this. That sweetness is coming out. I I smell a little bit of spice. I don't get that medicinal whiskey on this. Um, I get the layers, but that's just me. Right, Um, right. mm. Yeah, I I think this is a beautiful nose on this. I just can't wait to dive into it. I say let's go ahead and dive into it. All right, let's go. All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Man, this is heavy on the oak right here mm-hmm. for me. Yep, um, you could taste that oak in there. Is is it a double? Is got it? some spice on this. I don't. We don't know yet, do we? No. Mm-mm. Oh, uh, good point. I
4: thought maybe you cheated or something. I was, I was actually testing your ass.
2: <laughs> now this has got a Kentucky hub that's down deep right here, man. It oh, is. it is. It's getting. It's up. a punch. Yeah, this is a for me, this is a mid palate bourbon. Mm.
1: It really sits on the middle and it kind of uh makes a big impression. It's got a lot of proof
2: to it. I don't know what I can't nail what it is, but I'd say one thirty plus. Um it's up there. I don't I,
0: it's up, it, it definitely hits you. It's got that deep hug to it, but it's not overpowering at all. It's not one that I would taste it and turn away from at all. Yeah.
1: Um, it's got a little bit of a uh, little bit of chocolatey. It's a little chocolatey for me. Um, more of a cocoa, kind of a dry cocoa powder. I could get that on there. A
2: uh, little bit of almonds in this, so you get a, maybe a chocolate covered almond. Um, some kind of nutty nuttiness on this with that. That cocoa he's talking about. Uh, one of my favorite things to make with that is them no no bake cookies. Oh, oh yes, sir, oh, man, <laughs> it's a fat man's dream right there with a little glass of milk or some whiskey if you like drinking whiskey with your cookies.
0: You don't even have to wait for them to dry either; just <laughs> eat them right out the pot.
1: <laughs> so this one really isn't going all the way to the back for me. It's kind of sitting in the middle. Um, I'm getting so I'm, it's hard for me to put a number on the. On the finish, because I'm, I'm sitting on the mid palate, mm-hmm. it's got a good, it's got a nice, good spice on the middle palate, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd ask if this was a double oaked. I, I don't know, but I would, I would think it could be. But you'd rarely find a double oak cast drink. I think uh, mm, there's no, not a whole lot of those out there.
4: No reason for it, I guess.
3: I do think
2: this in the number one might be a weeded bourbon, and the spice is coming out of that barrel. Mm. Um. Man, this is beautiful. So complex. That is good. Yeah. So this
1: really isn't reaching the back of the palate for me. So I would tend to think that probably it's not. I think it's probably barrel spice that I'm getting. Okay. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Um, it's not real sweet, though, up front. It's a little bit there. But by the time it reaches the mid, it gets a little drying for me. Really? So, yeah, just a little bit, Mike. Not bad. Not not off-putting at all. Uh,
2: it's It's a good pour. No doubt about it. I get hot honey smack'ums on the back of this
4: right hot here. Hot
0: honey smack'ums. Hot honey smack'ums. Mm. <laughs> Dang. <clears throat>
2: yeah, I'd say this has that long finish on it that you're looking for, and a great whiskey. Um, I'm getting that Kentucky hug right down in the center of my chest. It could be that I ate some of that charcuterie board over there. and uh, <laughs> But, no, this whiskey's hitting home.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good one. I'd say this is everything you would look for in a cast strength. it has got that that extra punch to it but at the same time it's one you could drink a couple of and not be not
1: be turned off by it makes me forget about those uh those uh green beans <laughs> <laughs> the, the green beans so I, I really really like pickled green beans oh my one God. of my favorites
4: yeah i, I ate one of those yeah. that run my taste buds there
2: for a minute
3: <laughs> they were awesome but i,
2: I was screwed <laughs> I think It takes a good whiskey like this to make you forget about yeah, something like yeah, that it does yeah, So Jordan, what was your favorite thing over there on that on that board?
0: Uh definitely that uh that uh that trail baloney that you said you made. Yeah, some That's, homemade
2: venison trail baloney. That's I'm my a, wife's favorite. she probably beat me for making it because i don't make that too often um but i love making it for her you know Mm -hmm. you got a good wife that you've had for 20 years you kind of want to what's that old saying happy wife happy life right absolutely
1: unhappy wife unhappy life yeah yeah
4: Yeah. Yeah, boy
1: i kind of like that that uh that boar sausage you had that was good too Mm-hmm. Now, I always enjoy your uh, your deer sausages you make. Mike, you, you make that
2: uh, that um, jalapeno deer sausage. Oh, yeah. man. That's- well, I made the boards tonight, and I have a roll of that I was going to put out. And then I was like, well, the board was filled up. And I was like, well, that's enough probably for tonight. Um, and then everybody came in and didn't eat anything at first. And I was like, well. They were circling the board. Circling the board. <laughs> and we have an island here that's probably um, – Four foot across, almost eight foot long, and it's completely filled up with meats, cheeses, uh, some pickled veggies, uh, cheese. Just you name it, it's up there.
0: Yeah, any kind of little finger food you'd think Fruits, of. Is yeah. Figs, dates, yeah, good
2: stuff.
4: Man. Yeah, boil Woodrow did. just keep he circling. He's Amazing. waiting for something to
0: drop on the floor.
4: And many of those offset some of the tastings of the of the bourbons, the the dates, the the figs, the fruit. Yeah, man, that was crazy. It's good stuff.
1: So, Mike, we had a lot of craft distilleries on the show this year.
2: We did. We started our craft distillery reviews every once in a while. Like we always say, we throw in a big boy in there, a major distillery. But most of the time, uh, we like to take and, uh, a distillery will send us their bourbon or their whiskey. And we'll try it. And we'll review it. And um, and we both really love that, to get to try stuff from across the United States. Yeah. Um, There's some surprising stuff out there. Yeah,
1: so as these young distilleries are coming of age, and their stocks are starting to age out a little bit and get a little bit, you know, a little bit of time in the Rick House, some pretty amazing stuff is coming out of these guys. And you know, we have had, uh, you know, I it hasn't been a full year, but I would say probably thirty weeks of this year we've had shows featuring small distilleries craft distilleries
2: yeah and uh, you know most of those guys are local businesses sometimes they only sell at, at their distillery sometimes they have they're out to about 6 to 12 states uh, they're, they're growing. It takes a lot of money to get into each state. I don't know if people know that, but uh, one distillery told me that it takes about $100,000 per state to get into that state because you have to hire a marketing company to market your whiskey Yeah. Um, or some people call them uh, national brand ambassadors uh, to go into that state and sell that whiskey. So you got that person's time. Um, you got to pay distributors. There's a lot to it more than people think. And that's why those, craft distilleries have such a hard time getting into States. But, um, man, what some great whiskeys. And it came down to the last minute. We decided tonight. Um, who do we pick, Jim? So
1: we have had, like we said, a lot of craft distilleries on. And we didn't just pick on a particular expression. We didn't just say, hey, we're going to pick this bottle as our craft whiskey of the year. What we decided to do is pick our craft distillery of the year, and it had to be something that Mike and I both agreed on. had to be something that, you know, we could come together because we like different things. Mike likes the sweeter bourbons. I like the more spicier bourbons. You know, some of these distilleries have a little bit of both, but we looked at everything, their marketing, their bottle, you know, uh, what expressions they have out on the market, you know, uh, our interactions with them played a big part as well. And it came down to two. And at the end of the day, we chose Mike?
2: Well, I'd say Honorable Mention first. Honorable Mention. Honorable Mention is uh, Frayed Ranch out of Fallon, Nevada. Um, treated us really well. Worked with us great. Uh, their whiskey was phenomenal. Um, great people. Kobe and his wife and his family out there farmed a, farmed a you know, ground to glass, pretty much. Yeah, um, and
1: and not just their bourbon, but their rye. They they really across the board have great expressions of
2: whiskey. Yeah, so honorable mention from them. Uh, Woodenville whiskey, though, is our craft distillery of the year. Ariel, um, our whiskey slinger from here in Kentucky. Um, Ariel, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and being with us. Uh, Woodenville whiskey, phenomenal across the board. Absolutely, they just got launched nationwide in Kentucky this year. Wow! Um, I can't say nothing about them from their rye to their just straight up bourbon that's ninety proof. Um, if you can get one of their single barrels, absolutely knock your socks off. Yeah, and then they have their finished series. Um, that stuff too is just amazing. Um, you'll actually hear us review one of those in the future. I just can't say enough about that whiskey company and what they're doing, and they're trying to compete with the big boys out there. So, not yeah. be a whiskey? Congratulations on being our craft distillery of the year. Woo-hoo.
0: Congratulations. Um, Absolutely. Nice.
2: And, uh, you know, we're going to do our best this year,
1: Mike. We're going to try and find our way out to Washington State to mm. give them a visit. What do you think?
2: I'd love to and uh, actually pick a... Uh, do a pick out there and bring that back to Kentucky. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, back to
1: bottle number three. Uh, any last words there, Rob? What do you think?
4: Man, it's a it's a nice one. I'm um, a little bit spicy. Um, not too hot on the end for me. Pretty smooth. Man. Yeah, I'm anxious to find out what it is. Jordan?
0: Uh, like we said to begin with, it had that little bit of a medicinal nose on it for me. But as far as the taste and finish goes, I think it's exactly what you would look for in a cash strength. Um, at least my personal opinion, when I want something just a little bit more than the uh, than the average bourbon you would get, I'd reach for a cash strength it has got every bit of that, just that extra little bit of something you're looking for in that bottle.
2: All right. Mike? I think it's a great bottle. So far, it's my highest score. Um, On the nose, I had butterscotch and caramel. Um, I thought maybe it could be a double-oaked, heavy oak on that first taste, that first sip, and I I said it was hot honey or hot uh, sugar smackums. Right. Um, A long finish on this with a great Kentucky hug. Um, Everything that I'm looking for in a cast strength, I'm hoping this is a weeder right here. I don't know. Um, You know, like you said, Jim, these blind challenges are the great equalizer when it comes to whiskey drinking.
1: They are. Yeah, you can sit right there and sip your own bottle and not even know it.
0: Right. And whether this is a a weeder or whatever it is, if it's something that's not on my bar, it's it's definitely going to. Try to make an appearance on there before long. Now, for all
2: three of you, did you try your whiskey before you brought it, yes. Jordan? Yep. Or I didn't. I did not. You never had it before? Uh, nope. And Jim? I mean, I've had mine before. Yeah. Had you? I'd never had mine before. I'd actually read about it and I searched it out and I found a bottle of it. Old Liquor Barn uh, had some in the back room back there. Luckily, uh, you know, I, the nice thing about being on podcasts is some people recognize us now and are starting oh, and they'll say, hey, you're a big chief from the Bourbon Road. Yeah. What you doing yep, up in yep. Liquor Barn? Well, I, I'm uh, I'm there in here go. looking for some whiskey. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I need to get a Bourbon Road name tag next time I go in there. So I, I, I was
4: at Paradise in Shelbyville and talking to James, and he's like, Who in the hell are you? <laughs> he, he didn't even recognize me Oh he knows who you are <laughs> <laughs> he's, Now he's going to say Aren't you that guy know, who was on the bourbon road oh, the other Yeah day? <laughs> there you go James Come on dude
3: Hook me up remember, <laughs> hook,
4: hook me up He did hook me up Because I said James I want something A little bit different I don't want something Out on the shelf What he got in the back
2: A little bit different <laughs> And so, he hooked me up so Jim what do you think About this
1: This one here? Uh, Yes. So for me, this one is a little bit more kind of a mid-palate whiskey. Not too sweet up front. A little bit more hanging on the mid-palate. I didn't get the long finish with it. I got sort of the medium finish with it. But I love the flavor. I could sip on this all weekend. No doubt about it. I think it's a great whiskey. Um, I just think that for me, this is a little bit more your profile. I don't know. Kind of. It,
2: uh, you know that's just the way it works between us. We're so different. It's true. Doing. This is all about me right here. I love this sucker. Watch it. This won't be me. Watch it be a high rise. It could you be. be. A- this could be what I brought. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, well, we'll go ahead and get our uh, other our last pour.
4: I hope I don't get a mediocre pour like I've been getting. But
2: so while we're doing that, we'll see if the roadies want to win anything tonight. They're over there just talking away. All right. So roadies, you better pay attention right now. Uh, All right, here we go. So our friends and Ralph, uh, I'm sorry, but you done run twice tonight. (laughs) So uh, And Hannah and them left. uh, But our good friend over at Knows Your Bourbon, he sent us a couple of his kits. um, There we go. Knows Your Bourbon. So, talk a little bit about nose your bourbon. What's nose your bourbon? So, nose your bourbon. He put together a sensory kit to so you could smell like spices, baking spices, stuff like that, um, and it gets you to understand your sensory a little bit better. Did I explain that? Yeah. pretty well. Yeah, it teaches, it trains your palate. So he put together a kit. He sent us a couple. Uh, we got to say thank you to nose your bourbon. Um, what a great guy. Um. So we're gonna give that away. So, because this comes up on the show every uh once in a while, and Jim always he always has to think this out. But everybody in here should know the answer to this. What year was Kentucky founded? Seventeen ninety two.
3: Bam! Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Rob done one a uh, nosier bourbon um, kit. Oh um, man,
4: I don't need nothing, man. Give
2: <laughs> it another brother. He just said it right away. Seventeen ninety-two. Oh, I, I just thought it was a history
4: class, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm old. Yeah, I already told you, I'm old, bro.
2: He's like, he's like, if I'm gonna spend
1: all my money in Kentucky, I'm sure as hell gonna know when it was founded. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So
2: if you don't know uh, mm. Kentucky was a part of Virginia back then, mm. right around the same time, bourbon came, became bourbon and stuff. Yeah. So is bourbon from Kentucky. Is Is it really from Virginia? You know, that's the great debate. Was it made down in New Orleans? Was it made in -hmm. Kentucky? Nobody really knows the true answer. There's a bunch of bourbon bullshitters out there. Like trying to tell you different, right? Uh, Who the first guy was, was it a preacher that made the first bourbon? I don't know, but they need a t-shirt. They do need a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. So, uh, if you don't, what Jim's saying out there, if you want a t-shirt, go on our website. Um, we made our bourbon bullshitter T-shirts up. We actually have two other T-shirt ideas uh, that we're going to put up out there. Um going to make some other T-shirts. But we want to see people wearing that bourbon bullshitter T-shirt. So go on our website. Um, buy that T-shirt. It's $25 plus shipping and handling. Um, buy it. It supports our podcast. We are a veteran-owned and operated uh, company. Um, I don't think you can get much better than that, Dakenia gym? No, no, we're just good people. Just good, old, two good old boys out here in the country living, living life as I mean. It should doesn't live.
1: everybody think they're good people? Everybody thinks they're good people. I yeah. mean, I guess, I guess it's not unusual for us to think we're good people. But
2: well, I know. Here's how I. Here's how I. How, here's how I judge myself. Right when I get naked and I go in my bathroom and look in the mirror. Oh man, I'm not liking this picture. <laughs> Uh, when I look in the mirror every night, uh, I think to myself, was I a better man tonight? Um, and that's the way I kind of live life. Was I a better man today? Did I do a good job today as a, as a man, uh, as an American? And that's what I think. Um, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's what I do in my private life, um, what I think of myself. Um, and that's how I kind of judge myself. If you can look at yourself butt naked in the mirror and say, "Yeah, I'm a good man.
1: You're there you all right. Here. I mean, if, there.
2: if you look in the mirror and say, I'm a, I am could have done better today, well, yep. you probably could have. Yep. Yep. So.
4: It's not my job nope. to run the train. You heard that <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? It's always Big Chief's job to run the train. Yep. Yep.
4: <laughs> you hear the rest of that? Tell me if you want to hear the rest. I want to hear it. Let's, do it. Hear it? Let's yeah, do it. You want to hear it? Yeah. Not my job to run the train, the whistle I can't blow. Not my job to say how far the train's allowed to go. Not my job to shoot off steam nor even clang the bell. But let the damn thing jump the track and see who catches hell.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: And we're definitely in Kentucky (laughs) tonight. We're
4: fire (laughs) rolling. Oh, my gosh. We got a daggone fireplace. We got cool guys from all over the freaking Central America. And we're drinking bourbon.
2: And we got Woodrow. Woodrow, the West Fire. Woodrow, Woodrow dog. is a
4: beautiful specimen of an animal. Isn't he, he? he? No, he absolutely is. You know,
2: I had a guy tell me the other night that he was like, You ever beat your dog? I was like, How about I beat you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> One Jeez. thing's for sure if there's a podcast going on, Jeez. being recorded, and there's a fire going, Woodrow's gonna be in here on the carpet. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he, he's loving
2: life. He's uh he's why I live life. That's a, he's a good companion. Um I don't I, I couldn't ask for uh this year why everybody says rough. Uh, I wrote a blog one of our last episodes and said, you know, I we were talking about Valley Forge and the great Americans that gave us our independence from those people over across the pond. Mm-hmm. Um but it realizes how good you have life, and I'm with some great friends in here right now drinking some great American whiskey, bourbon, the American spirit, right? That's right. And uh, I, I think we've got a pretty damn good life here. So yeah. I say cheers yep. to that. We'll get on to this uh, fourth pour. Jordan's been trying to pour that whiskey in my glass. I'm just here sure yapping my gums <laughs> I as I do it. so well. <laughs> so you got a little bit in your glass now? No, it's not that. So let me finish this up real fast. <laughs> Do I need to white claw this, Jim? Proof white it down. Proof it down. No,
4: no, don't white claw it. You Just suck it down. You suck it a, down. You got a
2: drink you won't finish. Be and a you, man, and Mike. You
4: got, and you got a, a cigar-looking thing in your left hand. I mean, come on. Where's the, Do we have cigars tonight? That's the question. Tonight,
3: so.
1: <laughs> All right, fellas. So we got pour number four. Poor number, number four. Poor number four. So, has everybody scored their
4: first three already? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you oh, know yeah.
1: where you stand coming up on this one, right? Mm-hmm. All right.
4: Oh, my. Wow. I got a lot of caramel right off the bat. Holy crap. No, man. I'm this, getting heat bar. This is the one I brought. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my baby. What? Number, number four is my baby. Are you saying
2: this is the winner? This is not... Well, and... <laughs> And the one I bought. So, did anybody notice that the first pour we did, Rob's over there in his (laughs) senior citizen slumber
3: uh, (laughs) taking a (laughs) nap?
2: Wait a minute. you said slumber, I think stupor. <laughs> stupor. So he, uh, he's, no. done, he's done woke up, Papa Smurf is in the house right now. Yeah, he- you, you guys intimidate
4: <laughs> the shit out of me. You guys are professional. Jordan walks in and acts like he owns the place. <laughs> and I'm scared to shit. And all I want is a, another piece of... Dear jerky. Now, to be fair, and a glass. Of there was a night
2: over here a couple of weeks ago, right? I wasn't here. <laughs> Where some people were drinking a little bit of whiskey. Okay, I was here. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan, didn't you have to drive somebody home?
4: Oh, that was yes, sir. I, I was yes, here. Thank you, Jordan. You're <laughs> very welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was here. Rob,
1: <laughs> I think this is. I think we're going to name this one the Powerball whiskey. This is your Powerball whiskey. Oh, Powerball, nice. Right. Yeah. Yep. Because
2: you're gonna win the powerball today, right?
4: Loveshelbyville.com. Now
2: I'd say this is a high ride, I think. Um it's high got a I? pungent nose on it to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um little bit of spice on it, like you said, Jim. Wow. Yeah, this one's
1: got a little more of that uh deep, licorice kind of I don't know, spiciness, that that little front of the palate, lack of sweetness, a little bit of spice up front.
0: See, I'm getting more of a, like a spice, almost like a, some type of a spice cake, like a spice dessert to it. I'd go for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like a ginger, like a ginger spice.
0: Uh, Yeah. You could say the ginger. Yeah. Not like
2: the person, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ginger like on like on uh,
1: Gilligan's Island ginger?
2: No, not that ginger. That's, oh, hell yeah! That's the right kind of ginger. <laughs> right sweet <laughs> there. I'm there. talking like Andy Griffith, yeah. uh, like Opie Taylor, Opie Taylor. <laughs> ginger. So let's go back to ginger on the on the island. Yeah,
4: I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, okay.
2: hey, let's let's try this thing. Let's yeah. taste it.
4: All right, there we go. Yeah, I'm thinking ginger, cardiac correction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I'm I tell you what, I'm definitely getting like a spice stick, like a spicy, popery wow. like yeah, spice cake, whatever you want to call it. I right. mean yeah, that's Jordan, I think you kind of nailed it with that. I don't know that I can top that that note.
0: That's definitely carrying over to the palate as well.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: you know if it was a little bit sweeter i would call it like a um, uh, what are, what are those those cakes that have all the the jelly candies in them at christmas time and everything Fruitcake? fruit, cake. Oh, fruit, fruit cake. cake kind of a fruit cake but it doesn't have the sweetness of the rum it's a little too sweet right this is this is less sweet that's the fruit cake
2: that nobody eats uh, yeah. or they use it as a doorstopper about july <laughs> it done sucked all the moisture moisture out of that thing and it's just it's a brick <laughs>
1: But this is, uh, you know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of like, uh, uh, Midwest rye a little bit. Yeah. Oh
4: shit. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. So this has a little bit of, uh, you know, he was saying ginger cake. I get a little bit of bread pudding on this, um, with, a with maybe some rum in it, just a tad bit. Um, really flavorful on this complex, which you want out of a cast strength, You want it to be super complex. Anyways, you want all those layers and stuff. This has got it right here. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: So can we all agree on, um, uh, seasonal fruitcake?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah like seasonal on fruitcake.
1: I, I think for me, it's a little more spicy and a little less sweet for you. I don't know. Mike, you think it's got a little bit of sweetness on it.
2: It definitely has that raisin characteristic to yeah. it, sweetness to it. Um, I, like I said, bread pudding for me. So Raisin we,
1: bread pudding. So if we were voting for which whiskey is most Christmas-like, I would choose this one huh. right yep. off the bat. Yep.
4: That's, that's probably fair. Is that your rocking chair over there I it gave was. you? <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> 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 All
1: right. This is gonna be an editing nightmare. <laughs> oh,
2: man. Yeah,
4: I'm sorry. No, it's all gonna <laughs>
3: be the
2: show right here. So I'd say the finish on this, it it has a long finish. Once again, a, a great finish on this one for me. Um it it begs you to just drink some more. Um, when I think of a long finish, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Does it sit on your tongue, leave those flavors, sit on the back of your palate? Do you want to drink more of it? Um, and I, I get all that with this. Just a slight Kentucky hug on this. Mm-hmm. So
4: yeah, this is all good. And and I literally accidentally got my nose too deep into it. And yes, I was sneezing my ass off. Thank you, Jordan, for a deep pour. And but however, this must be the one I brought because this is no, this is good stuff. <laughs> this, is, this is the cat's meow. I, hold on, it's the cat's meow. I Did would you say that I the last not, port I too? out. I went out. I
2: that out.
4: I oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> this is... The- the one I brought, I, I would not have brought a mediocre.
2: <laughs> Why well, I, I usually don't think any cast strength bourbon is a mediocre bourbon. Um,
4: I, I don't normally, but the one you brought was. Oh, now, 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 Rob's going Water.
1: for the win.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, fellas. So we've had four bourbons tonight. This one is definitely has made an impression on me. No doubt about it. It's different than the other three. I agree with that. Color, uh, color is a little bit lighter, but the the spiciness is up there. It's a little bit more of a holiday cheer, I would say. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jordan? Give
0: give us your I, summary on it. So I, this honestly, this is going to take it for me. Yeah, uh, the number three was very very good. It had everything you want, I think, in a cash strength. Um, but this just having that little bit of more sweetness into it. I I, I do like sweeter bourbons or. Uh, sweeter Rise, um, I think that's going to tip it over the edge for me. So I think this is this is going to be my pick for the night. Yeah. All so right. so tally your scores up, yeah. uh, and then I'll get the main sheet, and we'll
2: we'll come up with the we'll get a calculator out because uh, everybody's been drinking too much bourbon right now. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank we'll, you. We'll uh, tally our scores up yeah. and see who has the highest score on each bourbon.
3: All right. All right. We'll, we'll All be right. right back. All right.
1: Up the votes here, and we've got totals on all four bottles that we had in the blind challenge tonight. And uh, of the four bottles, Mike, you have the results in front of you. You know the results, we don't know the results yet.
2: Are you going to tell us what they are? Heck yeah, I'm gonna tell you. All right, so bottle number one Colonel EH Taylor's barrel proof that is the big boy bourbon in the room, Um, impossible to find. that, that's uh what what would that bottle cost you? It's a $60 bottle. So so if you go to buy it, right,
1: $60 to $80, right? Is that right? Uh, it's right in that range should be uh, 60 to 80. I think more like 80 probably if you get your hands on it. Uh but you know, it is hard to find be- because of the Buffalo Trace effect, right? Yeah. The Buffalo Trace effect.
2: So I'd say that what you say 300, 400 for that bottle?
1: Uh, about 225.
0: Is that am I buy right secondary on that? It should be right in that range. Yeah, it's kind of give or take a little bit. Yeah.
4: yeah. I say disqualified. <laughs> no, no, not
3: disqualified. No, no.
1: no, because you know what I paid for that bottle? He probably Retail. paid 60 bucks. Retail, Retail price.
2: So uh, bottle number two was our bourbon of the year. Um, Maker's Mark. I 46 say, cast strength. I
4: say disqualified.
2: <laughs> Rob's like, like,
1: I'm gonna disqualify everything until my bourbon comes up.
2: <laughs> well that's the bur- his bourbon, I
1: think. Was it? What? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no. Maker's Mark Cast. Oh, that was that was Jordan's. Yeah, that was mine. Um <laughs> bottle number three was Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yay! <laughs> 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 what uh, what is the bottle on that, uh Jordan?
1: All right, we need to know which Elijah Craig Barrel Proof this is. That is the B520. B520. So that is the fifth month of
2: 2020. So that's the May 2020 bottle. So I just want to point out, we got three big boy distilleries there. You got Buffalo Trace, Maker's Mark, and Heaven Hill. And here comes the ringer right here. We got bottle number four was Horse Soldier Barrel Strength. Yeah, um, it's a small little distillery made up of guys that made. They made a move about those guys. Just a bunch of badasses, really. A uh, uh, bit hard and battled, and they made a bourbon company. And they're actually moving down to Somerset, Kentucky. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, building a distillery down there, so they're bringing business to Kentucky. The stamp they made for their yep. uh, label and stuff it's it's actually a piece of like aluminum or something on there. Yep. But the stamp that does those original is actually stamp. made out of uh, original the, stamp. Piece of metal from the uh the towers twin towers at 9-11 yeah. and stuff. And then those guys, they they do everything right. A nice, beautiful bottle. Yeah. Is it pricey bourbon? It is. John Edwards from Daz Drinking Bourbon said it is pricey. So I'm gonna tell you how these came in and I'm gonna go from uh last score to the highest score, and I'll tell you who won this, this big, this big bottle <laughs> challenge here. Yeah. This blind challenge. Um so coming in at number four. Don't say number four. Say fourth place. Fourth place is uh, Maker's Mark Cast Strength with a score of, average score of 20.6. Jordan, I know that's our bourbon of the year. Right, right. Uh, a weeder. <clears throat> but. Still respectable, I think. Yeah,
1: but let's be fair about this. This is absolutely blind. We had no idea what we were tasting. This is just reality, guys. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's yeah.
0: one of the. This is the probably the third or fourth blind tasting that I've done. And it's really a way to kind of see past the label, if yeah, you will. You know, exactly. a lot of people will or won't drink a certain spirit just because of the label or what they've heard of it, and it's just a really good chance for you to to get that hundred percent honesty out of it. So yeah.
2: now coming in at third place. Was the old Elijah Craig barrel proof?
3: Boo! <laughs> 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 what the hell are y'all on
4: drugs or what? Rob, Wait, it this- was
1: it was a fan. Fantastic whiskey.
2: I'm just telling you
4: right
1: now.
2: I remember number three.
3: Uh, Rob, I want
2: to tell you this it, your uh, own whiskey. Yeah. You gave it the lowest score out of oh, all the whiskeys. Yeah. I knew you were going
3: to tell me that. I know. I so knew we'll do right. some all course right. correction on this. Right. That, yeah. This all blind right. Right. challenge
4: is all the great equalizer. Yep. yep. So you spanked me. Uh,
2: right? I, thanks a lot. We're gonna get we're gonna get to that, right? Yep. Um so coming in at number two. Was the Colonel E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Uh,
1: all right. Okay. Yeah. That's respectable. You know, it's it's a great whiskey. It's probably one of my favorites of all time. But the reality of it is, is it's a spicy hot whiskey. And not everybody likes that, right? Right. So when you bring a spicy <laughs> hot whiskey to a bottle challenge, mm-hmm. You're gonna get fifty percent of the people that just don't buy into it. That's just the way it works. Now,
2: Jim, you to give you fairness on this, that was the highest scoring bourbon for you. Um wow. because I think probably the spice and stuff.
4: Well, that's a good that's I mean, that's pretty pretty cool, right? So I oh, actually yeah. oh, I yeah.
2: actually liked my own
1: whiskey. That's that's rare in, in a blind challenge.
3: What? <laughs> well hell, I just
2: placed mine last, right? <laughs> What the hell? So, coming in at number one, first place, brought to you by the weeded king of Kentucky, (laughs) a.k.a. Big Chief, Uh, Mike Hyatt, the Big Chief, uh, comes in with horse soldier, barrel strength, bourbon, with an overall score of 25.25. All
3: right, Mike. Yeah. Here
1: we go. And I tell you what, I'm telling you what took you over the top, Mike. What took you over the top was that was the right bourbon for the season.
0: yep
2: yeah, I uh, read a lot of reviews on their barrel strength. It's a weeded bourbon no surprise for me. Um, last year I came with Woodford Double Oaked. I thought a double oak could win it um, this year I was like, you know what I'm gonna stay proof to my true to myself and I'm gonna bring a weeded bourbon and I'm gonna whip these boys' asses um, as <laughs> a true bourbon bullshitter should. That's what I brought um, a great bourbon. Um, I'm glad that it did win out because it is a craft distillery. It went up against mm. three legendary bourbons now. Mm. I think 46 cast strength has already become a legend in itself. Uh, the other tooth, everybody's looking for Elijah Craig barrel proof. Mm. Everybody's looking for that. E yeah. H Taylor barrel proof. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, if you can get your hands on that um, horse soldier bourbon, that's the weeded bourbon, grab it up. Yeah. so, Fair exchange.
1: We all we all had an equal chance coming into this. Uh, the whole sor- horse soldier wanted out at the end of the day. Like I said, for me, I think it's because you know it's the right bourbon at the right time. Absolutely delicious, Mike. Great choice. Appreciate Congratulations <laughs> uh, on winning the Bourbon Road Twenty Twenty
2: Challenge. Well, two time champion. <laughs> wow, I'm like I'm like America. So, two time wow. World War. So <laughs> people, people. <laughs> so are you saying people ought to like listen to you, right? I don't know about that. I, no, yeah, I mean, it, it pays off every now and then. It does pay off. If, I don't think anybody's yeah. come I'm, back to me and said, hey, the bourbon you recommended was bad or anything. I hadn't tasted that before. I read a lot of stuff about it. I did my homework. I would tell you if you're doing a blind challenge, uh, and this is kind of my theory uh, in it, try to get something everybody else hasn't drank before because I've had all three of the other bourbons and stuff um, before. Um, that horse soldier. And I would tell you that didn't get my highest score. I don't believe, Mm -hmm. um, Twenty five. What you score five? the
1: highest, Mike? Since you're the winner, we want to know what you scored the highest. <laughs> Elijah Craig Barrel Proof got a 26 from <laughs> me. Very good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Out of the four whiskeys, I would say all four of them are great whiskeys. If you can get your hands on, especially the E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Barrel Proof, yeah. you're going to want to do it. Yeah. Elijah yeah. Craig uh, Barrel Proof, I'm going to tell you, if you go down south, that stuff is all over the shelves down there.
1: Alright, so you fellas have brought four great bourbons today. We have chose. The winner, no doubt about it. Horse soldier wins out the night. Absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, we can't dispute the results because they are absolutely guaranteed and fair. But we got four bourbons here. When it's all said and done, guys, we're going to pull these four bottles up on the counter here and we'll all take a sip and see what we think about each one of them. Um, Mike, we love to do this. This is what we do because we love it, right?
2: Yeah. Hopefully, all the roadies that came tonight had a great time. Um... A great event. I think uh, we we always want to do these more, but COVID has kind of shut that down for this past year. Uh, we'd hope to do it every month or so, do one of these. Um, if you're looking for the Bourbon Road, you can find us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Bourbon Road. We actually have a website. We do.
1: TheBourbonRoad.com, and on our website, you can find our podcast. We release two podcasts a week. We do a short episode every Monday where we talk about a craft distillery. And on every Wednesday, we usually have a guest on sometimes not sometimes just Mike and
2: I chit chatting about whiskey, but it's always fun and it lasts an hour. Yeah. We brought these two bourbon bullshitters on here tonight and, uh, had a great time with it. (laughs) So we also have a Facebook group, private Facebook group. You heard about the roadies tonight. Um, I'm sure all of them could tell you that it's a great group. Three rules to join. Uh, Are you 21? Do you like bourbon? And do you agree to play nice because we don't tolerate what? No
1: rudeness on the bourbon roadies because everybody likes what they like. And if you like Jim Beam Black, that's your whiskey.
2: Nobody should jump on you for it. That's that's the God's honest truth right there. So, uh, Jordan and Rob, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thanks for having us. Um, Thank you so much. If you're listening to the show tonight, make sure you scroll up. You like what you're hearing. Hit that subscribe button. Scroll on back down. I know Jim's going to kill him, but... um, Hit that review button. Leave us a review. If you want to leave us a one star review, that's what you do. Um we want your honest opinion. But don't do that. Leave us a one-star or a five-star if you want to. Just make sure you write something. Tell us where we can get better, how we can improve our podcast. We take all opinions. Uh, We'll listen to you. We'll we'll definitely try, right, Jim? Absolutely. We appreciate all the roadies
1: who are here tonight. It's great to have a big crowd sitting around us tonight eating good charcuterie board food and drinking good bourbons and and uh, just having generally good fellowship we appreciate it we love this is what bourbon is all about right guys all right so <laughs> If you have an idea for a show and you think that you might know who needs to be our next guest or what the topic is that we need to talk about, we want you to reach out to us. You can reach me at jshannon63 on Instagram. I'm one big chief. And we will see you down the bourbon road.